welcome to another episode of Cultivate and Keep. What's up? What's up? Nothing much. Yeah. What's no. up with you? <laughs> What's up with you? Question for you, Corey. Okay. Would you rather be deaf or blind? Oh. I know. Um, deaf, for sure. 100%. Without question. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I feel like life's a lot easier being able to see than not being able to see. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I, w- I would say that as well. But the hard thing is, mu- I love music mm. and podcast and. See, so, yeah, I don't know. Actually, like, I feel like I, I might volunteer conversations, to like, go deaf. You volunteer so to go deaf. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine how but like? Maybe torment, dude. Like always, always quiet. Like. Yeah. Not torment, but that'd be hard. Yeah, no, it'd be hard. You'd probably feel left out on a lot of things. But imagine. <laughs> Oh, dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why are you laughing? I just feel like well, it's, Okay, I it's think so of like what worse. level of blindness? Like just black or like you can see shapes kind of or, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, because I think some level people, of deafness. <laughs> like just mute. <laughs> like, Well, that, that's what I mean. Like it's the same question. Can you hear a little bit? Can you hear nothing? Oh, no. See, you see how I muted it? Yeah. Just like that. Good. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I wish I could just like cover your face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, deaf. Um, my okay. answer is still deaf. Okay, me too. Deaf. Okay. Yeah. I w- that was a lame one. I could do better than that. It's okay. Next time. All right. Be thinking. Be planning. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's go right into <clears> it. <throat> you don't have a good segue for us. You're the segue guy. I know. Uh, no, I don't. That's okay though. See, I I'm the I'm the closer. I end the episodes. <laughs> That's true. You're the intro. I know. I'm uh. Oh dang it! What's, what's the other thing I am? I'm I'm like the spice and like. You know, make it a little more fun, but you come heavy with the point sometimes, and yeah. you keep us on track. You I'm know? I'm the entree. You're like the appetizer and the dessert. Ooh, I, li- <laughs> I like that. What kind of dessert though? Ooh, it's different. What every kind night? of dessert do you like? Okay, are you a savory guy or like a sweet guy? Oh man, I I feel like I'm 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 both. I'm like 100 like a savory person. <laughs> I know. Before you asked favorite food, chips and salsa. I said, yeah. yeah. I often for like dessert, chips and salsa. <laughs> See, I'm the kind of person who like, I like bacon on my donuts, <laughs> and I like uh, ice cream cake. You know, like I like sweet and savory things together. I think those are the Wait, best things. How about ice cream cake savory? <laughs> well, you could have like a ice cream with carrot cake. Oh, okay. I guess it's still yeah. sweet. Mm, what's another example? Okay, bacon on donuts. I, that's I a understand good one. what you're saying. Um, dang it, there was another thing where I was like, wow, these things go really well. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Cream cheese on pizza is like ridiculously Whoa. good. That's really weird. My favorite piece in the whole world is from Crisp uh, in downtown San Diego, and um, I forget what it's called, but it's uh, it's dates, bacon, cream cheese, and jalapenos, Ooh. and it's literally the most delicious thing I've ever had in my Sounds entire life. Sounds nasty, but you would think so. But y- then you, you had have me it. on jalapenos. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we we've had several friends now where we tell them, hey. This is our favorite pizza ever. It sounds gross, but you're going to love it. And they were all like, oh, I'll, I'll try it. But we get another one. And then they obsess over it. Hmm. Oh, we'll have to Maybe get Maybe I'll somebody. be that next friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're next in line. Put me in, coach. Yeah, so to answer your question, it's it's both. That's funny. Okay. Well, um, this was a topic you wanted to talk about. Yeah. But uh, I love it. And I have a lot of thoughts I want to share. Cool. Um, this has been like a, like a topic that about a year ago – um, it was like super heavy, like on my mind, like on my heart, just like hmm. this, this idea. So I have a little story and we'll kind of get into it, but Kay. 
Um, and I'm not really sure of this year direction, but I think it'll kind of coincide and be good. Yeah. Okay. But so when me and Connie first started dating, um, no, sorry, it was our very first date ever. I took her on right. the one and only Julianne, <laughs> the family boat. So I felt like a hot shot. You know, I felt like, whoa, like, you know, take this girl out and I got a boat. And now uh, let's be real. Not the best um, condition in the boat, you know, I needed, <laughs> needed a little TLC. And it's not a yacht. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it was, you know, an old ski boat. I turned into a fishing boat. So that's yeah. kind of what happened. So we went uh, on the San Diego Bay downtown. And we were, went fishing. It was me, her, and Timmy Atia. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Timmy. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, went, went on a boat and we're fishing and little context. So that day, uh, my brother was proposing to his fiance at the time. And so they were planning like like a surprise, like engagement party. So um, the party was at four o'clock. And so in that morning, um, I was like, hey, mom, like whatever, going out, going fishing. And my mom's like, no, you can't go. Like you're going to. What if something goes wrong? Are you going to be late? Like, you can't miss the party. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, Julie, it's fine. Like, he'll be fine. I was like, yeah, mom, it's cool. I, I got this. It'll be fine. So, of course, we get out there probably around, like, 9 or 10. And we're fishing. We're having a good time. And right around, like, noon, like, we're in the middle of the bay. And we go to start the boat. And it <laughs> wouldn't start. It was just like, it just wouldn't start, dude. It was like, I don't, I don't know what happened. The battery died or something happened. And um, Hold on. the the sound that the boat makes when it doesn't turn over <laughs> yeah. is like the worst. You just know. know your heart drops. You're like, oh, come on. But we're yeah. So that in the middle of like the bay. So it's it was like on a Saturday too. So a ton of boats, really choppy. Like a lot, you know, it's was not easy to get where I need to be. We also were on like the opposite side of where we launched from. So to like to paddle all the way back would have been a pain. So like miles, right? I mean, yeah, like far. So my thought was, okay, well, let's try to get to like. There's like multiple like launch points in the bay, so I was like, let's try to get to the closest one and see if we can find someone to like jump us or like see if we can charge the batteries. And so I open up like uh, the storage compartment and I pull out one paddle and a kneeboard. And I said, right, Timmy, here's a paddle. Connie, here's here's the kneeboard. <laughs> like, no. get to rowing. And so it was our first What'd date. You do? I was steering the boat, baby. I was oh captain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't remember exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure I was paddling too. Mm. But I remember, oh, I do remember I only had one uh, paddle and I had, I think we had like a kneeboard and like a, like a wakeboard. So I remember, I remember handing Connie like uh, the paddle and saying, Timmy, here's like the kneeboard, like <laughs> paddle. I remember that. And like the thought behind it was like, this is, what we, this is what we have. We have to make do. We have to make this happen. So we ended up like getting to like one of the other launch points and we like found someone that could like charge the battery, so we like charged them, and it worked out fine. We ended up getting back like the very last seconds. I got back to our house at like three thirty, and I had to like shower and then make it there by four. So I remember like saying, "All right, Timmy, you're, like, you're stuck cleaning the boat. <laughs> like, we gotta go." <laughs> um, anyway, that was a super funny story. But the reason why I tell that story is because like that was like situation. Like I said, like we're that was like all we had like we all we had was one paddle and the kneeboard and we like just had to like we had to make do we had to like make much of what we had yeah and that's kind of what i want to talk about like what was on my heart a while ago was like making much with what god has given us like Mm. what tools what talents what gifts has he given you yeah um like we are called to like make much of that we are called to like give a return and to produce with what we have been given um so yeah that is a good <coughs> point I, I like that a lot i think that's uh that, that's definitely along the same lines as where i was going um because i feel like sometimes i don't know you 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 might feel a little bit like shortchanged or empty-handed or literally 
you're given a wakeboard <laughs> you're asked to paddle and you're like okay i'm not gonna make anything of this mm. you're like it's impossible you might as well just give up or not think about how you can make something of it um but i don't i, I also feel like uh, to some degree um well, well we should probably like explain the parable a little bit too mm-hmm. uh in fact oh gosh i don't even know if i if i brought it up here did you put it in there um no i didn't <laughs> While you pull it up, I put another verse in here. Okay. Um, First Peter four ten says, as as each one of you has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Um, and this will lead into the talents. But, um, again, like what what gift have you been given? What tools or resources do you have? And like how how are you currently employing those gifts to to serve God and to give to one another? And I think what kind of convicted me or caught my mind about a year ago like i said this topic was kind of heavy on my on my mind and my on my heart um was i've been at the mindset like when i develop these gifts or when i mm. you know develop these these talents whatever it is like then i will employ it what, come, like, what, come, what convicted me was like right now i'm supposed to be um employing those gifts like right now i'm supposed to be putting those things to work and you know we'll get to them but um the parable of the ten talents like you know, we've all heard him. We've all heard him many times. And uh, about a year ago, like I said, when I came across the story again, kind of, and I think it was like my daily devotions, like one of the things that really caught my um, my attention were two parts. But you know what? Before I, I say that, let's read it first, I guess. It's yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It's better thing to do. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. I'm the reader. Oh, yeah, for sure the yeah, reader. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you're the, the elaborator, the explainer. Um, So I'll, I'll probably paraphrase a little bit of this, but essentially it says, uh, and it starts in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, if you want to look it up. Um, but Matthew, okay, starting with verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, uh, to each according to his ability, and then he went away. Uh, and then he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So he who had the two talents made his two talents more, but he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of the servants came back and settled accounts with them. And he who had five uh, said, you know, hey, master, you gave me five. I give you five more. And then the master says, you know, well done. Um, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then basically the same thing happened with the guy with two. And then the guy with one comes forward and says, Master, I need you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow and gathering where you scattered no seeds. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master said to him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I, where I scattered no seed. And then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers at my coming. I will receive what was mine with interest. Um, so he took his talent from him and gave it to, to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who will be given, uh, for everyone who has will be given, and he who have um, an abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I was going with it in the beginning. Is I feel like a lot of times we feel like we're the guy with one talent, and so we're like, no, I'm not going to make much of this anyways. I'll just go and store it away, mm-hmm. or I'll just, you know, like basically you don't make anything of it. You just keep it and or use it. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, uh, w- I mean, one, we could be the guy with five talents. We just don't even know it, but also like, it doesn't matter the size of what you're given. It matters what you do with it. Yeah. Um, even how small it is. 
Yeah, you know, we can pull like a lot of points from this passage. And I've, we've probably heard both of us like several messages where a lot of different applications. Um, the two points that really stuck out to me, um, like last time I went through this was um, the first one. So when he says that the, the first servant was given five talents, it says that at once or like immediately he went and traded them to, yeah. to gain more. That really caught my attention, like right away, like, you know, without waste, like just with almost like a sense of urgency, he went hmm. and like got a return for it. And again, ha- had me thinking, like, like I said, initially, like I've been of this mindset, like I've, I have found myself of this mindset of like, um, I don't know, like maybe lacking a sense of urgency to, to like create a return to, uh, to give God a return for what he's given me. Hmm. Um, you know, kind of a, a bit more of like, Oh, like, you know, things will develop, you know, I'll, I'll get to that point eventually. But like this passage reminded me of like, there needs to be some sense of like, of at once, like some kind of like immediate sense to like go and, mm. and create a return. Um, the second part that caught my attention was uh, the last servant that just said he went and buried it in a hole. And like, I thought about that and like he buried it, you know, <laughs> like he literally buried it. And uh, I don't know, like I think for me, at least when I've read, when I've heard this story in the past, like it's been easy to kind of jump to the conclusion of, Oh, like I'm probably one of the one, the first or second people because I, you know, I like to work, like I like to be productive, like I don't I don't waste things. Uh. I started thinking about it and I was like, no, like I think I have a lot of and I'm gonna say like the, the like the literal talents. I think I have a lot of literal talents that I've hidden, like that I've maybe I've I've had and God's given me and I've kind of just, you know, st- stored them away for now or haven't done anything with them. And like mm. it really convicted me like, no, like I you know, I think I can easily apply it to I can easily relate to any of these servants and specifically that last one, you know. And, um, yeah, so th- those are kind of like the two things that stick out for me that, um, I think in like a deeper look, I can see how I would relate. Yeah, that is really interesting. I, I really like the point on, on urgency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which verse it is, but essentially Jesus is telling him like, like make haste and like the time, like every yeah. verse where he's talking about like, you know, the time is near, like the kingdom of the Lord uh, is at hand. Like Jesus had a lot of urgency in him like he knew well you know it is really interesting because a lot of jesus his life in fact like the first 30 years was essentially a lot of uh preparation and then when he went into ministry for those three years like that guy got around (laughs) you know like he went to work and he had a, a lot of urgency but beforehand john had been preaching the gospel and had been preparing the way and to everyone else i mean John had a lot of uh, urgency beforehand, you know? And so I, I feel like there's, uh, there's an urgency in like preparation. And then there's also like an urgency in execution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you said, I'll, I'm just going to store this thing away for now and like come back to this later. But it's like, no, like what, what if you were urgent in your like kind of preparation for when that thing would bubble up, you know, or like you're going to, um, you're going to put it somewhere uh, where it can be used by others or like, you know, essentially having like an urgency, um, keeping an urgency in something no matter how it's being used or where it is. Yeah. Um, the And then the second point too around uh, it kind of going the safe route and burying his talents and, you know, even if you just had one. I was thinking too, and uh, it's interesting, when when he comes, when the, when the master comes to the first servant who would give him five talents uh, and then the, the servant is to say, I've made five more. Uh, it says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Which is interesting because in then in this context, compared to the others, he had been given the most. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Jesus said, or the master says, you have been faithful over a little. So mm-hmm. like, even then, like, I, I feel like sometimes we, we look at what other people have, or we look at how little we have and we think, oh, this is too little, but probably in the grand scheme of things, like we're all given a little, like we're, we're all given essentially kind of like the same relatively mm-hmm. amount. And it's more about, again, what we do and not how much we're given because it, it's all small. Like yeah. we all have kind of this small part to play in a larger story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it shows that like for those that are are good stewards, like they are almost always given more. And if you're thinking like, um, like in relation to like work or like, uh, I don't know, um, uh, serving around church or like just friends or whatever it is, like though people that perform well, people that like do well, like are I think every time given either more responsibility, more favor, like more grace, like always given more. Yeah. Um, thinking like, and I think at times like we could find ourselves thinking like, man, like I feel like I'm, I'm one of the ones that I was given one talent or I don't, you know, I think I'm, I'm little, uh, what's the word? Like not fully equipped for what I need. And, and it kind of goes, goes back like, well, like are, am I being a good steward of what I have right now? And the answer may be no. And that might be mm. why like there's little, around me at this time and so maybe that means like okay be a better steward of what i have and more will come you know yeah but i mean our minds think naturally like i think we just look around at others and like you know what does everyone else have to work with and you know how do i stand you know in comparison but i think at the end of the day like kind of stopping to see like what do you have and how are you doing with it you know Mm. yeah it's interesting um so i was listening to a podcast with tim ferris and he was talking about like who he chooses to learn from and how he finds all these really bizarre, but like really uniquely talented people. Actually, I shouldn't say talented because essentially what he said was that um, he's not interested in learning from uh, people who are like the greats. You know, he's, he's like LeBron James could not teach you very much because he's six foot eight and is like an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. He's like, what about the guy who has no natural athletic ability and is like just complete has like built up skill like he'd he'd rather he, essentially what he's saying was like he'd rather learn from like a kyle corver than a lebron james sorry kyle <laughs> <laughs> but another i mean he's uh he's a, a tall white guy but i mean he's a shooter and like he's not he's not a guy that's going to go dunk on everyone he's not faster he's yeah. not stronger um side note did you know that have you heard Dan, my brother daniel's like famous debate uh-uh you ever heard this no. you're gonna love this he said that any day he would take Kyle Korver to build a team around than LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Just like mm. your run-of-the-mill shooter, you know, you could replace him with a biz- dozens of other shooters. That's so funny. Yeah. He, like, argued it to, like, the extreme. It was so funny. It was, I think it was him and Timmy. That's a losing argument. Yeah, I'm going sure. to say right now. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But anyways, essentially what he was saying was, like, these people were, were given nothing. Like, they had no athletic ability mm-hmm. or maybe like they weren't the smartest of the people in the room um they they didn't grow up in the in the, the right environment right they weren't they weren't rich or their parents abandoned like basically they had nothing going for them they had no talents quote unquote but they learned and through their practice through their discipline through their connections through like being really strategic they like rose to the top of their field purely because of, of skill and, and their and their work ethic. It's like, those are the people you want to work, or who you want, you want to learn from because they're going to have a lot more to tell you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a lot more relatable than the LeBron James of the world, yeah. essentially. 
And I feel like it's very similar here with, with the talents um, of it's like, uh, I mean, for yourself, but also for others, like don't look at yourself of like, Oh, I can only, um, I can only do like based, based on what like I'm naturally gifted at or my strengths or the way my personality works. Like, no, I mean, everyone has like gained so much, uh, you know, they've turned their one talent into two and then their two talents into four and then their four to eight. Like just because you start somewhere, doesn't mean that you can't get somewhere if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that it comes down to being like intentional and, um, like really, really thoughtful with like, what you have in front of you and again kind of back to that like story like making much of what's in front of you um and i think i don't know i mean i think if you're tempted to maybe fall into like the like the thought of like oh what was me or oh like i'm lacking in so many areas like none of that really matters in the grand scheme of it i think again going back to this is i think our like what we're proposing our challenge is like simply making much of what is in front of you you know and that's kind of what, mm-hmm. again, was on my mind about a year ago, like really heavily too, just like whether I have like all the resources in the world, like all the talent or on the flip side, like none of the above, like no matter what I have, like I am called to like do the most that I can with what, what I have in front of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think to a certain degree, um, this is almost like a, a warning in some sense, like, uh, you know, you hear about all the, I think it's, um, what is it It, i think it's over 70 percent of the people who win the lottery end up going broke within the next five or ten years i think Mm -hmm. it is actually i just heard a stat from uh i forget who it was but it was a commercial running uh while i was watching a basketball game (laughs) and uh, a lot of nba nba analogies today in this episode but uh i think he said something like 68 percent of nba players um go bankrupt or declare bankruptcy or um experience financial challenges within five years of I was retiring. just I heard that too I was gonna share that it was I think this one was talking about NFL players but yeah it was not insane yeah it's probably the exact same thing it was something like the one I heard was like for NFL I think it was like 40 percent of them within a year and then within five years it was like 68 percent almost almost 70 yeah. percent yeah which is insane yeah so I know dude um do you remember Delonte West yeah. Play for the Cavs. Yeah, what's up with him? I heard him, I saw him mentioned somewhere. Yeah, I came across this video the other day um, of him, like, basically, like, um, like he looked homeless. Um, he wow. got he got in some fight on, like, the side of the street, so he was, like, in handcuffs on the curb with, like, a shirt off, like, in, like, raggedy clothes, and, like, the police were, like, interviewing him. But it was just crazy. This guy, like, I think, what, within the last, maybe three, four years ago, was, like, on a team, on a contract. Yeah. Make, making millions of dollars, and yeah. now is, like, inside the street basically homeless and it was it was it's wild dude it's yeah. really crazy yeah it is crazy um i mean th- th- this didn't happen in the parable you know but like what if the guy who had been given five talents went and buried it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's just the same as the guy who had one but um it, it kind of makes me think like it's uh it's a warning you know because like the reason why when you're faithful with little you will be given much is because you've proven that you can manage it. Mm-hmm. And when you're given too much that you can manage, you, you lose it mm-hmm. or you squander it. And that's why people who win the lottery go bankrupt. That's why NBA players experience financial challenges. Uh, but I mean, that's a very like financial example, but you know how people always say things like, you know, well, if I was president or like, well, if only I was the CEO of this company or, uh, you know, if only I had that sort of athletic ability, it's like, here's yeah. what I would, it's like, 
No, you wouldn't. Like, yeah, you don't would know. Would you really do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, how? Why? Like, yeah. you don't know, like, all the years of work and experience and preparation that went into that person uh, or, like, to, into, the, into that decision or into, like, that play. You know, like, um, one of the funny things to me always is um, uh, when people talk about the Seahawks and I think it was the Patriots in the Super Bowl and how the Seahawks were on, like, the one-yard line and they decided to pass it instead of run it and give it to uh, Marshawn Lynch. And everyone's like, why didn't they give it to Marshawn Lynch? And it was like, I don't know, fourth and fourth and down or something like that. And they ended up, I think it got intercepted. That's what it was. And they lost the Super Bowl because of that. Um, and people are like, well, if I was the coach, I would have called. And it's like, no, you wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> you literally don't know. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people who had like broken it down of like, well, actually, like at this yard line, in this situation, like 75% of the time, uh, when you pass it on third down, and it ends up being a, a touchdown. Uh, but in this 25% of the case, it got intercepted. Mm-hmm. But, like, they they made the right decision regardless. So, like, you don't know. Like, just you know now, like, yeah. you say that because you, you know the result. The outcome, yeah. Exactly. But um, all that to say, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't wait to be given much. Really. You can't wait to accumulate much in order to manage it well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing, like. It's such a, a, a different mindset when you think like, okay, well, uh, start doing those things now. And then when that day comes, then you'll be able to manage it because otherwise you'll squander it, you know? Yeah. I mean, one example I think of that comes to my mind is like tithing. Like I think mm. it's super easy to be of the mindset yep. of like, okay, when I, you know, when I make it, when I'm established, when X, Y, Z, like then I will give more or then I'll give like in general. I think a lot of people think. Um, like that's super wrong. Like that's super easy to, to think that way. But it's like, like how how do you know that? Like how do you know like when you gain more, like your style of living won't you know will increase, or maybe you'll you'll still be of the mindset of oh, I need I need more, I need whatever, I need to gather, I need to you know build up more. But yeah, like you're saying, it needs to start now. And I think that tithing example is like a an easy one. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we all do that. We're the all funny thing is that. it's always ten percent for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. amount or like. I guess like the amount comparatively doesn't change mm-hmm. at all. Someone actually recently asked me uh, how much I tithed. Mm-hmm. I told him 10%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what else I would tell you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess I could tithe more than 10%, mm-hmm. but um, like that's the amount, right? Because like uh, it, and it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, sort of a similar story, but in the Bible, there's the story of uh, um, the people who were asked to give. And so they gave, and then the woman gave, uh, who gave the least, you know, had given the most compared. Like she gave her mm-hmm. last penny or her last shekel. I forget what their currency was. But anyways, um, it's not about how much you give. It's about what you did with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about how much comparatively you gave to what you were given before. Mm-hmm. So like she gave everything that she had. You could give, you know, $100,000 away. But if you're a billionaire, it's not that much, yeah. you know? Yes, I mean, I think, like, get in the habit of starting that now. Like, I mean, think about it. If you, you know, if you make... It's going to be so harder. You make, so much I don't harder. know, what, 50 grand a year, right? Like, if you can get in the habit now of giving the 10%, let's say one day you hit the lottery or, I don't know, you, you're making a million dollars a year. Like, imagine going from, like, not tithing at all to now you're tithing away $100,000 a year. Like, that's crazy, you know? It would be a big, big change. Yeah, yeah. One more um, financial kind of analogy here, but something I've been thinking about recently is... Um, like, I don't think we really give enough thought to, like, how much, uh, well, actually, there's a couple of ways that this can go, but, like, how much money we actually make in our lifetime. 
like even if you made um, $30,000 a year, let's just say, which is like, I think it's close to minimum wage, like 15 bucks an hour mm-hmm. on average. Um, over 50 years, that's one and a half million dollars. Like that's, that's a lot of money. That's a mm-hmm. decent chunk of change. So like, it doesn't matter how much, uh, how much money you make. It's how much money do you keep? Like ones survive, mm-hmm. but also like think about how much money you make and like, what did you do with that money? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good point. I mean, if, if we were literally looking at this parable of the talents and like thinking, okay, a talent is like, is like a dollar, you know, where it's, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars. Basically, if you just swap it out for money and God asks you, Hey, what did you do with the money that I gave you? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, my life, I only made one and a half million dollars. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's a really good. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah, I gave you one and a half million dollars yeah. over 30 years. Like that's over 50 years. That's a long mm-hmm. time. And that's a lot of money. Um, but it's kind of scary to think about, you know, you're like, how much money have I made and how much money will I make? And what am I going to do with all that money? And how will I answer if God da- does ask me when we do give an account eventually, mm-hmm. which we will. I mean, it reminds me yeah. of when we did that finance episode. And I think following that, uh, we together like reviewed each other's, uh, bank statements yeah. or like credit card statements, whatever. Uh, that was, it was super fascinating to have someone else like put eyes on our finances, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, remember it was like a mix of like, what, like, I don't know, like at times maybe convicting or like embarrassed yeah. or like, I don't know, like it was like a mix of emotions because someone else was seeing like where our money goes, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to say our money was going in bad places, but you know, you get to see all, all someone's spending habits kind of like, Oh, why did you buy this? Why did you eat at this place a hundred times? You know, whatever, you know? Um, but that's what it's going to be like when, you know, we give an account to God, like in the yeah. sense, like, Hey, why did you, you know, like you said, what'd you do with it? You know? million and a half that I gave you, whatever. What'd you do with it? Also, like what you said that I gave you, like that perspective versus like what, then what you earned. Like, mm, I think right. remembering that, like, because in that, in the, um, <clears throat> uh, in the beginning of uh, the parable, it says to each was given to his own ability, which is like another part that caught my attention. Like, that's interesting. Like, yeah. each to their own ability. So like, what does that mean for, you know, for the person that was given one talent versus the one that was given five talents? Like, does that mean this other person was more disciplined or they were just, you know what I'm saying? Like, why did that person, why was he given more, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it is, a, it is a, a parable. It's an analogy. So I don't want to dig into it too deeply, you know, but it is, it is interesting. Like, it's not like God, uh, or the, the master gave the servants the talents, like when they were born, it's like they were given, I don't know how old they were, but who's to say they weren't given talents before mm-hmm. who's to say they weren't given talents after Like he did say, you know, you know, so you, uh, I gave you five, you turned it to 10, like, like awesome job. Now you'll be given, you know, more. So like maybe, you know, according to their ability is in relation to how well they've managed things in the past. I mean, and that could be a simple thing of like, yeah, I mean, cool. You started with one and you turned it into two and then God was like, okay, cool. Here's 10 now. Yeah. Go turn this into 20. Kind of like you know? in the last episode or a couple episodes ago, we talked about like universal income possibly becoming more of like a real thing yeah. of like uh, people having a thousand bucks a month, like an allowance, like this goes to show that's such a, such a bad oh, idea. So like bad. you think about it, like everyone given like an equal amount, like gosh, it's going to be, it's going to amass to such like chaos. I don't know. It, it, yeah. I, I'm pretty, I've, I've seen the studies. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it doesn't actually like it, people end up using it for the wrong reasons and they end up inflating their lifestyle. That's what I'm and saying. And it, it, it's a wash. Yeah. Um, or they use it only for like the wrong things, you know, like, okay, they're like, okay, cool. Now I have a thousand bucks to spend on cigarettes or drugs or yeah. alcohol and, 
and I can keep everything else the same, but I can, I have guilt-free uh, pleasure money you know, mm-hmm. to use whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, very much goes to show that it's not about how much you're given, but what you make of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the same analogy goes to apply to time too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you go to heaven and maybe you, you died at 20 and God was like, what did you make of your life? You were like, I don't know. I, I was just getting started. God's like, what do you mean? I gave you 20 years. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot in 20 years, mm-hmm. 30 years, 40, I mean, 80 years. But then, like, I mean, let's say you live to be 100, and then God's like, what'd you do, you know, with your time, with your 100 years? And you're like, well, I mostly worked, and I was alone. I didn't have many friends. It's like, you had 100 years. Yeah. Maybe the guy with 20 years made a lot more than mm-hmm. with his life than the guy with 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, it's all, yeah, I, anyways, it's all about what you do with what you're given. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like that. I like that you're expanding it more, like to to time. I, you know, I think relationships as well. Like, um, I mean, I think we in the parable, like we hear the word talent, um, and like my mind automatically jumps to like, I guess, traits or abilities that I have naturally mm-hmm. like, that God gave me. Right. But it applies to so much more. You know, I think yeah. time's a big one. Yeah, I mean, I think about all the time. Like, I can't believe I live in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean. Uh, it, it is strange, but like I was, um, I'm trying not to give away like who, anyways, I was talking to some people personally across the world and I just realized I was like, oh my gosh, my living situation is so much better. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not like mm-hmm. rich. I live in a two bedroom apartment, but like vastly better than other people just mm-hmm. by default. I'm like, you know, what do you do with the fact that you're, you were given the blessing, the opportunity to live in America, hmm. like to live in San Diego of all places too. Hmm. Yeah, it's expensive here, but we're close to the beach and there's nice weather <laughs> and it doesn't snow. Like, what do you do with that? And like, hmm. do you like, will I be accountable for the fact that I was uh, born in America hmm. to loving parents? Like, I, th- I think I, I mean, talk about privilege. I think that is mm-hmm. a privilege in a lot of ways and you have to make something of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that leads leads nicely into I think one of our last points. But a thought that I put down was like, what is your assignment? Like, mm. what, um, kind of like a more broad perspective? Like, um, r- you know, yeah. But what is like, what is what do you think is your assignment? What has God like entrusted you with? Like, what? Yeah. Like for you, like you know, really think about that about that question. Like, what is your assignment? What has God entrusted to you? What is He, um, given you naturally? Um. Yeah, I mean, what is what is that for you? That's again a broad mm-hmm. question, but I think it's important to think about. You know, I think when I, um, when I wrote that down, like it, it is like a, it made me stop, I guess, and kind of really think that through. You know, so that yeah, that that's definitely a good one. What is your assignment like that? What's your, what's your homework? Well, thank you again for listening. If you liked it, please message us, uh, email us, tell us what you thought. Um, actually, more importantly, tell someone else what you thought about it, and. Ask them a question. What's your yes. assignment? Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Open with that too. Yeah, yeah, th- that's a good one. What's your assignment? And just send them a link, see what happens. Um, if you liked it also, please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. That goes a long way to help it, us get discovered by other smart, lovely people like you. And um, if you're interested, look at the show notes. We'll have some links in there about our merch line, a journal and devotional kind of uh, book that we're working on and we'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.